0: Everybody, I'm Jody Marks and welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks, brought to you by P3 Theatre Company, where every week I sit down and talk with a new group of panelists who not only help educate us all, but also help give the black community a voice on topics and conversations that should have happened a long time ago. You can also watch the show live by going to P3 Theatre Company's Facebook Live every Wednesday at 630 Pacific Time, where if you have a question on the week's topic, we'll be happy to answer it. Now sit back, listen, and learn, because we're about to break it down. Welcome to episode 11 of Breaking It Down with Jody Marks. I'm your host, Jody Marks. And for the next two episodes, we will be focusing on the March on Washington 2020. For part one, we'll be focusing on the before the march. So today we have Bree Mathis and Gary Mathis. And I love these two. And I'm so excited that they're on today. And they're going to be sharing all the wisdom with us. So, can you both give us a little background about yourselves? Bree, you can go first.
1: Okay. Um, hi, I'm Bree. <laughs> I currently uh, work for a nonprofit um, that focuses on mental health and the mental health and well being of children as well. Prior to this, I was actually a part of an organization that focused on building trauma informed communities within uh, marginalized communities. Um, that had high needs. And so I've been working in nonprofits for the last 13 years, or sorry, 15 years now, actually. And I really am hoping to continue this work and continue to have change happen on a systematic
2: level. I love that. (laughs) Hi, my name is Gary Mathis. Uh, I recently graduated from CSUN last year with my bachelor's in marketing. And right now, I'm on COVID unemployment like most people. So, I have time to research the issues and get out there and help create change.
0: Yes. All right, let's get into it. What is the March on Washington 2020?
2: Okay. Uh, So, the March was dubbed, um, it's March on Washington 2020, and then it's dubbed Get Your Knee Off My Neck in honor of George Floyd, who, as most of you guys have already seen the video, was um, brutally murdered by police officers. And yeah, so we're out here. We're going to, we're fighting for change. And um, we, yeah, we're here to create change. Yeah. And
1: to add to, like, what Gary said, it's also meant to be a recommitment march to the original march on Washington where we're looking for more you know civil rights when it comes to um well the original one we're looking for civil rights when it came to uh you know jobs and just racial inequalities and so it's back to that but this time with a focus around police brutality and
2: social injustices.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that and also voting
1: it's a big thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Register voting. to
2: vote. If you're not registered, register now.
1: Yes.
2: It is Here. To not too late.
1: <laughs> Please
0: vote. We do not need certain people still in office. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it is led by um, Reverend Al Sharpton and then also Martin Luther King III, which is Martin Luther King Jr's son, which I think is amazing. So where and when is the march taking place? All right, Gary, you're up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the march takes place this Friday. Um, the gathering starting at 7 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So we got to get up there early. The actual commencement starts around 8 a.m. Yeah, she's taking her head no, because she is not a morning person.
0: <laughs> so are going to get into <laughs> the march,
2: her. Oh, man, we're going to be dragging her out the bed uh but yeah so the march we're going to get there they're going to do some speeches the actual march is about uh 0. 0.4 miles so not too long of a march it's more of i guess it's more symbol- sim- uh symbolic than anything but mm-hmm. yeah we're out there trying to create change and also uh in memory of john lewis and his voting act right uh voting acts right bill so we're also trying to get that um push through the legislation has been on Congress floor for I don't know how many days now and they have been postponing and postponing it. And then so we the House it went through, it through
0: the House and now it's to the Senate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We're waiting on the yeah. Senate now.
2: Yeah. Always waiting on the Senate. <laughs> Always man, this has been what? They started this like 50 years ago and it's still not there. Mm-hmm. So
0: So August twenty eighth, Friday August twenty eighth, Washington mm-hmm. DC at the Lincoln Memorial
2: all right mm-hmm. we'll be but there
0: i will be there we'll all be there You sure will <laughs> yes Bree actually you know told us about it you're the one that got us got us to go i'm excited but also nervous because of covid how do y'all feel <laughs> oh brie's dogs are going to go crazy <laughs>
2: They're like, I, I want some screen time too. <laughs> right. Uh, but, like, Clover, That was their way yeah. of
1: saying that they are with it. They are ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: ready to march. They said, no justice, no peace. <laughs> okay. They're practicing I, I, their chance too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
1: I wish you could bring that. That would be fun. <sighs> oh, Lord. <laughs> God, no. Maybe
0: not for you. I'd be like, ooh, no. <laughs> But how do you guys feel about the pandemic and going to this march? And it's supposed to be so big.
1: Yeah, it definitely presents like challenges. I think that with all the marches that we've done so far, like we've really been, I think people are really good, at least in the marches I've been in, in the LA and like Long Beach area, people have been really good about trying to still maintain distancing. So trying to still try to keep six feet People try to be mindful of personal space. Everyone's out there with masks on. I I really appreciate the fact that people show up and they're giving out hand sanitizer, whether they're squirting it directly in your hand or they're giving everyone individual bottles. They're passing out masks. And so I think that that's all that we can really, you know, hope for with this March. I know that this is going to be the largest one yet that. You know we've been able to participate in and the original one was like 200 250,000 people so they said that they were moving at like a glacial pace mm-hmm. um, and this time there i know right now they're expecting like over a hundred thousand people and so you know there's only so much room but at the same time like we we do what we can to try to keep ourselves safe and so we'll be in there with our mask on we'll have our purell we'll go back home take take okay. the clothes off get in the shower like yeah. bag them up
0: <laughs>
1: all the precautions but this
0: is the only <laughs> the exactly, march exactly. That I've, yeah this is the only march that i've heard though that they're like taking temperatures before you go in oh yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: so that's I mean, good
2: because
0: <laughs> there's somebody next to me like bling bling i'll be like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you can go
1: okay that's where they got the virtual march <laughs>
0: And what is the virtual march? Let's bring that up. Yes. If people can't go to Washington, D.C., what can they still do?
1: So they so, have two yeah. days. Oh, go ahead, uh,
2: Gary. Uh, so if you can't make it to D.C. because of the pandemic, they are encouraging a lot of people to register online at the virtual march. Um, you should be able to get there. If you want to register, you, you could go to um, nationalactionnetwork.com and then you should be able to find the link uh, to register from there. And then, so basically they'll be virtually streaming all the speeches and then, um, yeah, in, all the important information. So it's like you're a part of the actual march.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gonna actually be two days. They have um, performances that'll take place and give people an opportunity to speak. They have some different platforms set up where you can kind of submit if you have, you know, something that you wanna have shared. And so they'll have, yeah, speeches, performances, celebrities supposed to be participating. They're also going to um, have different, like, things happening in, in major cities across the U.S. on the same day as the march. So you may not make it to Washington, but then you have a march that's in your own backyard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the NAACP is actually the ones in charge of the 2020 virtual march. So if anybody is, like, wanting to go and like sign up or you know watch this whole thing play out you can actually go to 2020march.com and it's a whole page set up and I looked at it and I was just like wow this looks legit like there are so (laughs) many things going on where I'm kind of like do I want my phone at the march so I can also be like looking at this while I'm there I don't know what but it's going through the whole day on Thursday. Mm -hmm. and then also on friday so even before the actual march on friday you still have things to look at um on the 27th but let's get let's go back a little bit
1: Mm -hmm.
0: let's go back a little bit so this march wouldn't even be possible without the historic 1963 march on washington for jobs and freedom why was
1: that march so important it really had the nation's attention. Like I think very similar to this one, how we have the nation's attention, where people are coming from all across the country, and this is the first time that you know something around the the different like racial and social injustices are like being broadcast, and people are are at the in their homes and they're able to like watch it on television. They're hearing Dr. Martin Luther King, some of them, speak his full speeches for the first time, and and John Lewis and it's just being able to like really bring the entire nation together and while that you know that focus had a different a little bit different focus than we have now it's just meant to like really bring the nation together to really like understand the issues that are happening Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that uh, that famous I have a dream speech
1: happened at that
0: march yes it did and did so much like for us as like African-American people, because it gave us the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And then it also helped with the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. And so like the Civil Rights Act was basically ended segregation in public places, banned employment discrimination Mm -hmm. on race, color, religion, sex, um, and the voting rights basically gave us our rights to vote. Yeah, Because, you know, even though under the 15th Amendment, you know in the U.S. Constitution they still didn't see us as United States citizens so they mm-hmm. finally gave us the right and it's kind of it's kind of sad like whenever I think about it, when I'm like they gave us
2: well the technically right. they gave us back the rights because we <laughs> had the rights to vote and then in the early 1900s they stripped mm-hmm. us of our rights to vote um during I think it's during when the slaves were being freed and everything and then we had stripped us of our rights to vote, and then later on, we was able to get those rights back.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't so like the bit it's, not, the it's not
2: even like we didn't have them to begin with. They took what was ours, and then like we had to work to get just to get back to where we were. Yeah. And we're
0: still doing that to this yes. day. We're still doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's also gonna be the fifty seventh anniversary. So on August twenty eighth, twenty twenty gonna be the actual date that happened. So the first march was in August 28th 1963. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. Especially gonna have Martin Luther King the third there. I'm ready to mm-hmm. hear him speak. Who are yeah. you excited to see the most or hear from the most?
1: Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> um, honestly, I'm just more excited to like, see the people and be like a part of the crowd, you know? And just be in the moment. That's that's what really excites me because this is a, like you know it's you're making history. And there's yeah. not many opportunities where you know you're like this is a part of history. I'm a part of it. Yeah, I
1: yeah I, I agree. I mean, there's there's gonna be so much happening that day, the day before, even like online. Like I I don't know like what I would be most excited to see, or I think it's just more of like yeah the experience of like being there. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're a part of such a like such a, a monumental occasion in history and the fact that mm-hmm. you're making such such change for like those who can't even be out there for the kids that are growing up now. I think about like my godkids all the time. I think about the fact that I want to still have kids in the future and what this is going to mean for them and to be able to tell them my grandkids later on I was there. Like mm-hmm. I was out Take there grandparents before us, yeah. yes. us and they started like, oh yeah. And so yeah, to just be able to be a part of it and like and we we've already made history as being like the largest like civil rights movement. This has been worldwide just due to like, you know, technology and social media and the fact that like COVID happened. And I think Mm -hmm. COVID really, while, you know, it's messed up everyone's 2020, it really presented an opportunity because so many people were unemployed and like at home and they're tuning in, they're watching what's happening, they're educating themselves because they don't have (laughs) anything else that they can do. Like they can't go to work. And because of that, like, like so many people were able to go out to all these marches that were happening during the middle of the week. And so it's like, we've already created the largest civil rights movement in history that's spanned across, not just our country, but other countries have participated in this. And now we're going to have on the anniversary of the original March, we're going to have our own March to like recommit ourselves to what we were asking for back then in 2020. I'm like, flabbergasted like i just no words so excited
0: yes that oh, that yeah. 2020 vision everybody was asking for they got yeah <laughs> you remember all those posts when it was like 2020 <laughs> vision here i come and now i'm like well you see everything now yeah,
2: exactly you see it yeah. all welcome you see it all. yeah see one is, in my opinion like one of the cool things about the marches i've been going to and everything it's just the collection of people you see at these markets. Mm-hmm. You see people from every background, every race. It doesn't matter. Everybody just wants equality and to be treated equal. It's like it's a movement on love, which is what I really love.
0: Ooh, you
1: should patent that. A movement on love. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what it is. I know if I even like it's like when, when he passed away, I went To my first march that Sunday just because I was just so upset and like it's just so many emotions I didn't know like what to do and it's like yeah you're talking about it with like other black people and they get where you're coming from but I just felt like I need to do more and so I went that Sunday after um, George Floyd's death and I was like oh let me take my dogs out for a walk so I can like have them use the bathroom before I leave And as I'm walking, I'm seeing all these cars pulling up because where the march was starting was not far from my house. I see all these cars pulling up and everyone I see getting out or, you know, parking and walking, like they're all of like different races. I see like young kids getting dropped off by their parents. And I'm just like, I was like, literally started to like cry. Like I started to cry because it was just such an overwhelming feeling to know that like, oh shoot, we're not in this alone. It's not just by people that are filled. it's not just black people that are upset about it it's not just black people that care because it's happening to us yet again and it's going to continue to happen as we've seen but it's like no these are like other people of color like people that white people showing up like the fact that i see kids getting out the car and they're getting dropped off by their parents like the fact that you're going to be our next you know generation of leaders and you already care so much you can't even drive yet like i can't even imagine what you're gonna do (laughs)
0: Like, oh, the chain yeah. that you're going to create. Yeah, but why was this such a wake-up call to so many people? Just because they could maybe, like, pay attention to it more? Is that what you're saying? Because of COVID?
2: Well, one Wonder... of Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Gary. No,
1: it's fine. Go.
2: Like, I, in my opinion, is is because, like, m- most racism is kind of low-key. They try to hide it. So when you have it blatantly recorded and you can't like ignore the video. Like once you see the video, there's no disputing it. You could, you could try not to watch the video, but eventually I've seen people that post like, oh, I didn't watch the video until now. And it's like, wow, like I didn't think this was still in America. They do a good job hiding it. So when we're able to expose it, it's like, okay, this, you, can't, you can't turn your head no more. You can't turn a blind eye and say, oh, racism. I've never seen racism before, is it even real? Like now we have proof to be thanks to camera phones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely a large part of it is the fact that we now have camera phones and people are recording things. And so it's blatantly in your face where before it's like, oh, I'm sure the cops had a reason. Or I'm sure he tried to resist, or you probably tried to do... You know, they, like people spin the narrative or they unfortunately just don't believe you when you're telling them like what has happened. And so it's like, well, now it's recorded. So you see it for yourself exactly like how it happened. But then I also like do the social media because it got posted and then it's reshared and reshared. And so now it's spreading like wildfire across the internet, which is also unfortunate that this is like something that's on, on the internet. But at the same time, it's like a rude wake up call because you can't, you can't blame it on something else anymore. You can't say, well, maybe he did this or he did that. It's like, you know, you're watching it for yourself. I personally have not yeah. watched the video still. Like, I don't I don't need to watch the video. Um, but at the same time, like, people who have turned a blind eye to it or this is not part of their culture or something that's part of their upbringing, or something they haven't even warned their kids about or talked to their kids about, now they're seeing it for what it is. And it's like, okay, I also mm-hmm. need to say something. Like, I can't mm-hmm. just keep, acting like oh racism doesn't exist anymore like no it, it does and now we're now you guys all get to see what you know black people have been dealing with and other marginalized communities have been dealing with
0: mm-hmm. yeah um, i feel like this video because we we have had other videos like we have eric garner like all those mm-hmm. those videos but i feel like this one struck a chord in people because it was a man on another man's neck you know what i mean it wasn't He, like, because, you know, we hear the timeless time again of all those people being like, Eric was uh, fighting back. He deserved, you know what I mean? Those, those dumb comments. But then this time around, he was like, he was not, he literally, this man had no regard. I'm not, and I don't even, he's not even a man. He's he's a child to me. This police officer is a child because he, like, I feel like a child has more empathy towards a human being Mm -hmm. than this person did to another man's life. And I think that's what sends people a little bit more because you saw the anguish and the pain in George Floyd's eyes. And even when he was asking for his mom, that no matter who you are, you can't detach yourself from that. Like you could make up some story in your head like, oh, the police were just doing this because it Mm -hmm. was their job. Like this one, you were just like, I have no no excuse for this police officer. Like there's no- (laughs) you can't
2: you can't can't rationalize their no you You can't it's it's, it's too blatant it's like you you straight up murdered the dude after you already had him in the in the police car like why did you even need to take him out of the police car like you put him in the back of the police car and then you took him out to beat on him and then murder him in broad daylight for the world to see and Mm -hmm. so casually like he just had his hands in his in pockets. his pockets mm-hmm. like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think just, yeah,
0: why do you think the March on things. Washington was announced at his funeral though by Reverend Al Sharpton?
2: Um just as a way to kind of honor him and to show that his death wasn't in vain and that we will create change from this moment. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, some of his family are going to be at the march. I think, even, uh, maybe say a couple words. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's part of it. The reason why,
1: yeah, I think too, like, the world was watching, like, people tuned in to watch the funeral. Like, you have the attention of the world, and so it, it was an opportunity to broadcast, like, we're not done, like, we we're about to um, reconvene and come back together wow. after wow. all these years to continue, you know, the fight. Like, we're, we're not done, and I think wow. making sure that the conversations were had wow. beforehand to include the family, not just George Floyd's wow. family, including other families who have lost loved ones to police brutality, <laughs> because they definitely need to be a part of the conversation and be at the table because they have
2: the lived experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then, oh, oh,
0: yeah, keep going, Gary. You have
2: more? Uh, no. Well, the crazy thing in my mind is like even after this happened and we have all these marches and stuff and, you know, the police are under like a microscope. They still can't stop like brutally treating black people. Like what just happened on Sunday in Wisconsin when they yep. shot um, Jacob Blake seven times in the yes. back. It's, and then they have a same video of that same police force, arresting a white guy who's refusing. Um, like he, he's fighting back to the police. He literally takes the police's taser and starts chasing after the police officer. And not once did they draw their gun from the holster. But here you have a black guy who was um, helping a situation trying to deescalate um, a fight. And then he's trying to leave, and they shoot him seven times in his back while his kids are in the car. It's like, what? Yeah. what is this? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, and then, that's crazy. Yeah. It's still happening, even though they, they know they're getting looked at.
2: Exactly, because it's, like, it's, it's too ingrained in the system that even when they are getting looked at, they can't hide it, that it's that racist.
0: Or they think they'll get away with it, or they just are like, I'm fine.
2: Mm-hmm
0: which makes no sense. That's why this march is so important, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what is this march focusing on and what do they want to accomplish? Um,
2: Well, the main focuses are the voting right and then police brutality. And uh, with the police brutality, it's it's clear and evident that we're not treated as equal, that we're being targeted, that... um, they just have no regard for our lives. Like we have loved ones, we want to go home too, and they just assume we're ready to. Oh, we're ready. They're gonna. They're they gonna try and kill us. Like, like we don't have to worry about anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what i what Rel, um, Rev Rev Al Sharpton actually said. He said this march is a way to call on the United States Congress and Senate to pass the George Floyd police and justice bill and to pass the John Lewis voting rights bill. So they're really focusing on those two things Mm -hmm. because right now more than ever, honestly, our two big main issues is policing on the African American community and also voting and having the rights to vote, especially with everything going on. It It seems like everybody just wants the vote to be gone like if if you're for one party you know we've all seen it happen with the the mail and everything like that yeah. do you do you think that we'll have any um cuz i was actually thinking about this later do you think that you'll have any people at this march against it and trying to come in cuz nowadays i feel like some also people are
2: just... anti anti protesters
1: mm-hmm. i
2: feel like that's always it
1: like no matter yeah what's happening there's always a group that decides that they want to show up and they want to have their voices heard to speak out against what you're doing um i have been looking if that i have not seen that at the other marches like being in la at least like that hat but you know i've seen it online for people who are in other cities mm-hmm. um it ha- i haven't had the experience yet but with this being so like so huge. I don't I don't know. If people would be brave enough. I don't know. I mean you'll probably still have, <laughs> still have a couple. You're but, like, hold up, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like they may this may not be the one little smaller event. Yeah, you may not you may not want to try this try this large of a group, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. Exactly. True. But I, yeah, I asked that because when I was thinking about this, I realized how all the videos, like not all videos, but most of the videos I saw, were people in Washington, like trying to take down that sign saying, you know, of like the Black Lives Matter sign, or trying to paint over that Black Lives Matter. So I'm just like, please let this be like the first march where it was so peaceful that it even surprised. John F. Kennedy, where he was like, wow, who knew it could be that? Like, that's what I want. Mm. Like, I want this march to be just so, just, just what it's supposed to be about and show the world what it's supposed to be about and not taken away and not construed by the news. Yeah. Used against. Oh, yeah. You know, Mm. that's what
2: I Yeah, actually, at one of my marches that I've gone to, I actually encountered an anti-protester who was basically just, like, regurgi- regurgitating what the media fed him to believe, saying that, oh, this is, like, when they start marching, they're going to bring riots. And he's saying, oh, you guys are going to bring riots to this area, and you guys need to leave, and all this all this bullcrap, when it was nothing but peaceful. And then it was no, there's no issues. Everybody, people handing out water. It's like, it, you feel a real sense of community at these markets. Which is really nice and then you have people that like that haven't experienced that and just assume the worst. Mm
0: -hmm. why is it so important for the black community to have their voices heard during these times or just in general
1: i think because we haven't like we haven't fully been able to be heard like the entire time that we've been in this country you know, we haven't had full control of our narrative. We haven't had full control of, like, what happens to us in this country. It's been by whatever the majority says, and we're not the majority here. Um, and so now that this is something that has happened within the Black community, it's so important when you're creating change that you involve the community members who that change is going to impact. And it needs to be their voice as, like, the leaders and in the forefront. And they need to be at the table they need to be um some of the main stakeholders that decide like what are the next steps how do we make the change happen what needs you know what are the needs of your community and how can those best be met and so it's really important for black people to like show up it's really important for black people to vote a lot of people show up for national elections but don't show up for their local elections but it's like those local elections is what really truly impacts your community and what's happening within your community. Uh, national elections, yeah, they're important too, but like the laws that they're voting on at local elections, like that's gonna dictate what's going to happen in the future for the area in which you live in, your family lives in, your children are growing up in, and so forth.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree
1: with that. Gary, you have anything to
0: add to that?
2: Uh, I think she about covered it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have someone walk in?
2: Yeah, that's my
0: dad. <laughs> I was like, is dad? <laughs> yeah, that dad?
2: Yeah, that was him. That was him.
0: I saw that and I was like, hi.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. I love these these live Zooms because then things happen and I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm in live theater again. Like, you're unpredictable. <laughs> How are you like, doing, I doing my do- dogs?
1: Gary's Dan. Gary. <laughs>
0: and then I, I keep muting myself because since I live in L.A., cop cars just all up and down. Uh, so I'm
1: like...
2: <laughs> uh, but we don't yeah. hear
1: anything happening on your end, Jody. Yours has been, like, flawless. Great, <laughs> right, because I think I'm so used to this now. I've m- nailed
0: it a little bit on episode 11 to where I hear it coming and I go, mute.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, I'm just like, oh, here it goes. Um, so... If people are going to this march, how should they prepare themselves? What should they bring? Or what are you guys going to bring?
2: All right. um, I, I, well, first off, I'm going to bring a hat. Keep the sun out. It's going to be hot. It's going to expect to be in the 90s. So a hat, uh, some waters. Of course, you got to have your mask, your sanitizer. Keep it safe. Um, yeah, man, you also want to have some cash on you. And any we want to write down the... The number for help on permanent marker on like your arm or somewhere, so that way so for legal aid get out of hand. Yeah, legal aid, legal aid right case, on
1: your arm and Sharpie.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, in case things do get on the out of hand, like you know what the who to call because you're not gonna remember the number. Most people don't remember the numbers nowadays with cell phones.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, their stuff gets taken and whatever they did write it on. Yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah,
1: they're not gonna let you keep your cell phone, so you need to have it on your on your actual person like
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: some place where you can easily like read it when you gotta call for help.
0: Let me let you made a great thing. Let me say this now because there's been so many protests that I've seen where young people don't even know a single phone number, like their own parents. <laughs> Please know somebody's number that you can call if you ever are detained by the police. If it is your own mom, your own dad, someone that can come to you because there's so many times where I'm just like, yeah, you don't know a single phone number that you could ask for help. But Even if your phone died and you could go to somebody yeah. be like, I, PSA. Just but the
2: thing with uh, police and police stations, it gets tricky too, because when, you, like, if they arrest you, sometimes uh, in the station, you can't call a mobile number. So it has to be a landline. And a lot of people don't know a person even with a landline. (laughs) No. Yeah. And you also (laughs) want to make sure too,
1: like you have your ID on you because you don't want to get lost in the system. You don't want them to be able to take you in, and then they're like, oh, we don't have no ID, so we can't put you in. Like, no. Make sure you have your ID with you. Like, I I joke about it, but I'm serious at the same time. Like, I always dress like what am I going to be comfortable if I got to spend the weekend in prison? Like, just in case. like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always go, what do I got to wear if I need to run?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, just in case. I mean, like, you always hope for peaceful marches. You always hope that, like, nothing's going to happen. But unfortunately, you do have people, too, that are, they work for the other side, and they're out there pretending to be protesters, and they start stuff just so it gives the police a reason to act up. And so... Mm-hmm you want to just make sure like, you know, you're safe, that you're going to be dressed comfortably. You're still walking. So, you know, you want to be some, some comfortable shoes and comfortable clothes. And like Gary said, it's going to be hot. So somebody breathes.
2: You got you your protest
1: them. signs and your protest shirts and anything else that, you know, really speaks to why you're out there. Mm-hmm.
0: Why, should, why should people tune in though, if they can't go? Like, why, what, why is it so important to them?
1: Because it's an opportunity to really hear from from the community around, like, what it is that we're asking for, how you can you can help. Um, it's the same thing with, like, the, the last March on Washington. Like, it was televised, and that gave people an opportunity to, even if they didn't agree or they thought that they knew, to really hear from the actual people who orchestrated the event that were out there, like, Why is this important? Why are they out there? And gives you an opportunity just to like listen in, even if it doesn't change somebody's mind, it might. And so it provides you with more information, so that way you're not just hearing it from like one side or your local news station that has a a particular political view. Like this gives you really an opportunity to hear from the community and the organizers. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Exactly what you're saying. It's unfiltered. So that way, no, there's no spin on it. There's no CNN spin, there's no Fox spin, there's no um, NBC spin. It's just, it's really what we want, what the facts are and what we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm.
0: It's definitely the best way to educate yourself mm-hmm. on these issues, because they're coming directly from the black community. And like Gary said, they're not going to get screwed in every way. And like, you're not going to be like, oh, he spun it. Like You know, this is what he said. This is how he said it. But what do you hope to see, or what do you hope comes out of this march?
1: So I think what, some of of the things that they're asking for are for much more thorough background checks when it comes to people that are being hired to police communities, especially communities of color. And so you can't, because right now you can get like go from one, you know, police uh, group, and then go to another completely different city and get a job there. And it's like, wait, you had all this other stuff on your background, and they're not, they're not, you know, limiting people who have had issues at other precincts to not get, like, you shouldn't be able to get another job right. working in the field I work in. Like, if I get in trouble off for something, that's on my background check. And I can't get a job working at any other mental health agencies after that and so it should be the same thing for for police they should have the same requirements if not harsher requirements than some other jobs have
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: asking for that would and also i know a lot of people don't really understand the whole defund the police but that's what we're looking for we want care not cops and so taking some of that money and putting it into organizations and community groups that can really address the issues that police are not trained to address, like having professionals out there that can really de escalate a situation and address the needs of the person that the police were called on, versus cops going out, for example, to handle me- mental health issues. And it's like, you're not trained in mental health. You don't know how to provide services to this person, how to talk to this person, how to de escalate them. Instead, You're resorting to violence and now you're scared because you're dealing with someone that you don't understand where they're coming from. So now you're drawing your gun necessarily. You're scared to be in this community. So you're quickly drawing your gun on a black person versus like just seeing the situation for what it is because you're afraid of him. And so let's have people in our communities that aren't afraid of us, that are from that community, that understand it. And so taking money from the police and putting it into care versus further putting more and more money into policing, which only escalates the problem, escalates violence.
2: Yes. And also the police need to redo the whole training process. The fact that it takes six months to become a police officer, you can't get into a different career faster. And they're out here with guns supposed to protect and serve. When I've had multiple uh, experiences with cops where they've come up to me or I've been pulled over in a car and they're worried about their safety when they're supposed to be out there trying to protect and serve me. And they're, they're too concerned about their safety. And it's like, what do you mean? You pulled me over and you're telling me you're concerned about your safety? I'm concerned about my safety. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that goes into the defund the police because they're not properly trained. Like yeah. uh, the US, I believe last year, killed the police uh, killed over a thousand people in the US. The next closest country was just over 30 it's like how is the discrepancy between first and second that great Mm -hmm. yeah the
1: disparities in our country are real and when you look at too what other countries require of their police is higher amounts of education more training and we don't have that here which makes no sense that that would be the case other countries are requiring four-year degrees and we're asking you for, like, the minimal. But yet, you're out here with guns and, you know, a lot of power. Mm-hmm.
2: And a fine. lot of people don't really know that there are actually gangs within the police and the sheriff's department.
1: Oh, for
0: sure.
2: Yeah, they, yeah. they become like a gang themselves. And you talk about gang violence. Then you look at the police.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why we need this George Floyd police and justice bill to pass, you know, so they can be looked at like actually like human beings that have done a crime and not mm-hmm, just yes. like above the law that they're supposed to serve. Yeah. I just, I can't, <laughs> it's too much. It it really is like, yeah. especially, especially now that we're older too, you know, and you start to really look at, things and you're just like that's always been there i don't know my thing's dying it's always been there oh no <laughs> um but but yeah oh we lost her right? uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's okay me and gary gonna close it out
2: yeah hey. i'm sure she'll be back should hopefully for making time
0: yeah um well we were actually about to close it out anyway
2: oh because okay. it's part
0: one we got part two we have to experience the whole
2: yeah, yeah, march yeah part two don't worry we're gonna bring you some first-hand footage and everything
0: exactly yeah I got, we will be I, back I, <laughs> <in> live <laughs> color um but no and also for the john lewis voting rights bill that would do so much for voting because it would basically oh, yeah, yeah it'll be basically making everybody already registered to vote You would have people that were in jail who legally served their time and now are able to vote again. It'd make like voting like a national holiday. So like if you were in a job that doesn't allow you to have time off to go vote, now you can go vote. Just so many things. And I also think, you know, John Lewis, may he rest in peace, did an amazing job in every step that he took and what he served for, like just how he like just led our community into greatness uh-huh. alongside Martin Luther King. And he even spoke at this march, the March on Washington. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I don't know, I feel so like, I just want to be at the march already because <laughs> I feel like so much like just culture and like so much like, you know, like, you hear these stories and I'm just, I'm ready, Gary.
2: <laughs> ready
0: are you ready ready,
2: ready to get out there and, and chant your butt off you yes even if know. i'm in
0: hot 90 something degree weather <laughs> and pack like a sardine and hoping i don't get covid
2: we'll be fine we got a mask
0: yes wear a mask,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wear a mask. but
0: hopefully <laughs> i feel like after the march i'm gonna be that person where i'm like running to the shower and like you know
2: <laughs> complete disinfectant yes oh, man. everybody
0: watching please hope that we are safe please watch the virtual you know just the march and i hope you learn a lot and i hope you educate yourselves and i can't wait for next week when we come back and we show you our experiences and what we heard and it's gonna be great i'm excited I'm excited. I'm,
2: excited too. I'm
0: so excited.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, uh, but everybody, I hope you come back for part two and you also want to learn. Cause maybe you couldn't, you know, Thursday, Friday, maybe you do have work, maybe you're a essential worker and this is the only way you can actually learn about the March. You can still join us next Wednesday and be like you were there, but yeah, everybody yeah. have a great night and come back for part two.
2: Part two. See you next week.